The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.
if the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all his goodness and his allegiance in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. The world is a place that rejected and rebelled against God and against His Son. Yet so this was the case, Jesus said to His disciples, I chose you out of the world. And how should we understand that phrase? How can we make sense of what He's saying there? Maybe His thinking is a bit like when we go to a sideshow alley at the Echo. And you're choosing a prize that you spend copious amounts of money coming to dinner. Or maybe like when you go to the laser zone and you get the little arcade cards and you sort of cash that in at the end with the lollies inside you. When you do that, you, you stand there and you sort of survey what's on display. You say to the I think that's it. Well, actually, Jesus choosing us is not like that. To start with, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Jesus' choice, that arrayed on display for Jesus' choice, is nothing like the soft, desirable, plush things that you might see at the airport or something like that. No, in reality, Jesus' choice is from something dirty. Smelly, broken, dirty, all the This is the act of the world. And Jesus doesn't stand at a distance today and say, I'll have that one. I mean, Jesus gets up close, close enough to see, to smell, to experience. All the problems, all the issues, all the mess of the world. And in full knowledge of all their imperfections, Jesus takes hold of each disciple, holds them to himself, says, I have seen you. He takes them out of the world. Messy and messy they are, so that he can have them to himself. They can be his own. Today the world has rejected God with him rebellion to him. God still loves the world. And Jesus came and he died for the world. You'll know these verses well, no doubt. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to redeem the world, but in order that the world might be to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. 
the state of this church for the disciples. The fullness of this truth would, would not be evident to them at this time if Jesus had told them. They would only be able to grasp the fullness of the truth of God's choosing of them after his death and resurrection. Then they would understand that they are God's Christ, bought at the cost of his life. See, the Holy Spirit would be needed to turn this truth that is in their ears into a truth that their hearts can grasp and hold of. They would need to reflect on this reality. And doing this would grow their devotion to Jesus. And as they live this reality out, it would deepen their experience of an intimate relationship with the Creator of the universe. And as they proclaim this reality, it would enable others in the world around them to take the experience and have this reality for themselves. What extent is that the reality going on in your life? Do you reflect on this truth? This gospel, this good news that Jesus has come to a world that rejects him. And in full knowledge of the mess and brokenness, he grabs hold of you. Do you live this truth? Does it transform? Does it govern how you live your life? Do you proclaim this truth? It's so wonderful. See, Jesus' path is dying and feeding. Our path is believing, receiving, and knowing Jesus. To following him. And to follow Jesus as a disciple of Jesus means following in his footsteps. We see that in verses 20 through 21. We're not just here, see, in light of these verses, but also right the way through the verse 24. There we see that the way the world treated Jesus as he walked the earth here. We see that the treatment of Jesus is the benchmark to how Jesus' disciples can expect to be treated. As the world was a hostile place to Jesus, so will it be a hostile place to his disciples. They will, they will be hated by the world. The world will persecute them. They will be excluded and ostracized by the world. And ultimately, as chapter 16, verse 2 tells us, they can expect to even be killed by the world. But Jesus wasn't just the benchmark for how disciples could expect to be treated, he's also the benchmark for how disciples should conduct 
Let's go to verses 22 to 25. They helped the disciples to see that though the world was a hostile place to Jesus, still Jesus bore witness to the world in word and deed. And in doing so, he revealed the faithful, loving Father to a hostile world. Jesus highlights here three witnesses. The witness of Jesus himself through his word. He says, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He's also the witness of the Father. That's through the work Jesus did. Because if I had not done among them the work that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my Father. To this we have added the witness of Scripture, which Jesus fulfilled. This is the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. The hated me without a problem. Greg mentioned earlier John chapter 5 there. That is a great passage to read through where it talks about how the scriptures bear witness to Jesus as he fulfills them. But other chapters in John help us see the other witnesses. In John chapter 6, Jesus fills up, feeds a multitude of people. And then he declares with his mouth, with his mouth, I am the bread of life, which is his deeds and his words. In John chapter 9, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Then he goes and heals a man born blind. In John chapter 11, Jesus declares, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he goes and raises Lazarus. What is the reason why such witnesses would be rejected by the world? Why would they reject Jesus' word? The things that the Father displays through Jesus, the scripture that is fulfilled through Jesus. What reason would there be for the world to hate Jesus and hate the Father? Well, the answer is because Jesus exposes his sin. And if we follow in Jesus' footsteps, our witness will expose the sin of the world also. See, friends, we have a part to play in a growing witness to Jesus. But when the helper comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Verse 27. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Jesus then says to his disciples, I have said all these things to you, to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogue. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father 
nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I have told These verses parallel the verses we looked at earlier in chapter 15, verses 20 to 24. There is, where we saw that Jesus was the benchmark for his disciples to follow, we also saw there are two witnesses, or three, but the two witnesses we'd like to point out from verses 20 to 24 the witnesses of Jesus and the witness of the Father. Now, in these verses, the list of witnesses grows. And two more are included. The witness of the Holy Spirit and the witness of Jesus disciples. The Jesus disciples are invited, they're told they've got to be part of a growing witness of Jesus. They must bear witness about Jesus. They must remain faithful to him. And they must remember him. And what he would say to them. And the Holy Spirit would be given to enable them in this task. You know, this Imagine what it might have been like to the, the Apostle John to pen these words What it must have been like for him to put down there a phrase. Remember that I told them to you. Maybe when he, when he wrote this, he back to him. Maybe he remembered the lashings that he and Peter received with the hands of the Jewish authorities because they proclaimed the name of Jesus. And maybe it would also bring to his mind Jesus' own back. That he would have seen as Jesus made his way to the cross. No doubt he might also recall the other witnesses, Jesus' words, his eyes. Maybe for John, he would have also remembered Jesus' miracles, the ones that he was there from the beginning. Witnesses. he might have remembered how when he heard Jesus speak and when he saw the miracle, he remembered the scripture that spoke about it. Knowing this is a forecast of discipleship, experiencing this as the reality of discipleship for John. Do you think he was pleased to continue to follow Jesus? Friends, he did. In full knowledge of the path ahead of him, in full knowledge of whose footsteps he followed him, he chose to follow Jesus and be the disciple of Jesus. And there are many Christians today for whom hatred Ostracization. So I say, please make sure that he's here to Even death. There are many Christians around the world today for whom that is the path they tread every single day. That is 
That is the reality of being disciples. And friends, yet knowing this, still they choose to follow It would be hard to describe what we call our experience as a person who said it's not quite the same for us. Our reality is not the same as what other Christians around the world experience. We might say that we can see the signs of our society changing its posture towards us, towards those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It would be hard first to convince Christians in Afghanistan, China, or Jordan that we are persecuting in some way. Or so I guess the challenge for us today, possibly is not so much will you still bear witness to Christ in the future? We still choose to be a follower of Jesus in a time to come. Maybe more the challenge for us today is how we currently bearing witness to Jesus. I remember at Bible college, people who have been missionary, saying to the students who are preparing to go to the mission field, I'd say, there's nothing special about the practice of Asia. Don't expect to arrive on the mission field and suddenly be willing to proclaim the name of Jesus and evangelize those around you. If that is something you want to do there, it's something you need to be doing now. You need to be doing now. So maybe we can consider that as we consider in the future, will we still choose to follow Jesus, knowing the forecast for discipleship? Maybe before we consider, will we follow Jesus when the world takes us? We can first consider how we follow him. That is the challenge set before us this morning, friends. I would encourage you to reflect on this. To live this. And to proclaim their witness to the name of Jesus to the world. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are frank and honest with us. That you give us the truth of what discipleship looks like. Lord Jesus, in other, in other gospels we have recorded for us where you say, if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow me. Father, I thank you that you don't promise rainbows and lollipops. You 
don't seek to deceive us of what the discipleship of Jesus, what following Jesus will really look like. You tell us openly and honestly. So I thank you, Lord, that you don't leave us alone in this past. You have shown us the way. And you have provided for us and helped us. Your Spirit will enable us to remain faithful to you as we bear with the people who are in our spiritual. And Lord, today, Pentecost Sunday, we remember that special time when your Spirit comes. And as we embark on a week where we seek to pray earnestly for revival in our hearts and revival in our community. Lord, we offer ourselves a threat to you. That you would use us and through us bear witness to the loving faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we ask this in his name. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.